0: Monday morning to you. How are you? This is Ellie Krug with Ellie 2.0 radio on AM 950. Happy Monday, humans. I hope it's going to be a good week, and I hope you're coming off of what was a fantastic weekend. I hope so. Because I taped this, I have no idea how good the weekend was weather-wise, but I'm hoping it was good. So we have a great show on LA 2.0 radio today. Um, I'm going to talk about an unlikely idealist, somebody who became an idealist just by matter of fact, although I think he always was. Then we have the big interview where I'm going to bring on a fresh voice, somebody who calls herself an informed idealist. Oh my gosh. I just love that phrase. And then I'll talk, um, about my, uh, my work a little bit in my last segment. So there you go. Now, uh, regular listeners, you know what's gonna come next. I'm so sorry that I have to do this, but because it does not work uh, with my voice, uh, new listeners, here's the story. Even though my name is Ellie Krug, formal name is Ellen, uh, that will be an obituary, but everybody calls me Ellie. Um, Even though that is my name and I am female and I am a woman, um, you're hearing a man's voice because I am transgender. I'm one of the relatively few transgender radio hosts in the world. So there you go. We're done. We got that done. Regular listeners, thanks for putting up with it. Okay, let us begin. Uh, believe it or not, this week, um, August 15, to uh, be precise, will mark the 49th anniversary of Woodstock. Yeah, that Woodstock, the Woodstock Music and Arts Festival that took place in August of 1969 on, on a 600-acre dairy farm in upstate New York, in Bethel, New York. It was an event that attracted 400,000 people who listened to 32 different acts. It became the symbol of a generation, a statement about love, not war, and something about continue, about um continuing and it, and it's something I'm, I'm tripping over my words sorry and it's something that continues to influence music to this day yep woodstock it was the biggest musical event of its time up to that day and frankly there've only been a couple of other things um like um uh, uh, uh world uh, world AIDS day or a alive day um, that have been uh, that big, and I, I think I just misnamed, but you get the idea. There have only been a, f- a couple of big events since then in the music world. And so most people know about Woodstock. What most people don't know is that but for an unlikely idealist named Max Yasger, Woodstock would never have occurred. Uh, you see, Max Jasker was the owner of the dairy farm that is, um, a farm with 650 cows, um, 600 acres, he was the owner of the of the location where Woodstock took place. In fact, Yazger had the largest dairy farm in the county, and from what I can discern, he was somewhat of a free-spirited character. He was born, Yazger was born in New York City, but but raised on his family's farm in upstate New York, and he was Jewish on top of that, so... I'm, I'm going to guess there were not a whole lot of Jewish farmers in upstate New York. Um, and so he's, he, he's Jewish, born in New York City, but raised um, in upstate New York on the farm. And then he goes back to New York City to attend NYU where he studied real estate law. And then he went back up to New York State, up to upstate New York to farm. Um, And he was a farmer. He was a dairy farmer. As I said, the largest dairy farmer in the county with 650 cows. Um, That would not be what I would call your usual trajectory for a farmer, and probably not your usual trajectory for an idealist. The other part of this backstory is that several people involved in the recording industries were the ones who came up with the idea of an outdoor concert in the summer that they wanted to have in the summer of 1969. But that concert um, idea was only envisioning 50,000 attendees. They wanted to do the concert in Woodstock, New York. Um, Actually, where the Woodstock concert took place was in Bethel, New York, about 40 miles from Woodstock, but they continued to call it Woodstock. But the original plan was to have a concert in the actual town of Woodstock, New York, because that's where a number of musicians, including Minnesota's own Bob Dylan, regularly played um, as a way to regroup. And to recharge, they would go to smaller this smaller town in Woodstock. It was sort of a vacation place, but it was also where they would do some music. So they, they wanted to do, originally, as I said, the concert in Woodstock. But a problem developed because um, they couldn't find a venue in the Woodstock area, Woodstock proper, that would be willing to lease to them um, for 50,000 attendees. And then as they started searching around close to Woodstock, towns in the immediate area began passing ordinances to prevent any kind of large gathering. Now, you need to understand, we need to go, I mean, us young, the young listeners on this won't um, get this probably, but older people, um, you know, my, my age in their 60s um, or 70s will remember that back in the late 60s, there was... A great deal of prejudice. Now, we had a lot of racial prejudice going on and some religious and certainly a lot about LGBTQ, but there was another kind of prejudice going on in the late 60s, and that was prejudice against hippies. Yes, hippies. Um, You know, those long-haired, drug-using, sexual freedom hippies uh, that were scaring a lot of people. And upstate New York, where this concert took place, is a very conservative area. It's not an area um, where people uh, were used to seeing long-haired um, men, and uh, and you know drug use and stuff like that. So it really was um, uh, hippies versus the farmers uh, versus conservative people. So that's what was going on. And the promoters started to get worried. I mean, they, they needed a venue. They could not have a venue. They wanted to do this concert. They had already started getting word out about the concert. So, eventually, the promoters got in a car and drove around, which eventually got them to Max Yasger's farm. And Max agreed to lease his farm to them for $10,000. But soon, word got out. And yet, then Yasger started to receive threatening phone calls. Some of those callers threatened to burn him out. Um, they did not want the hippies in their area. But Yazger didn't back down. He didn't. So this, you know, kind of a character, uh, but, a, but an idealist, um, did not back down in the face of criticism. He had to end up going before the Bethel town board, where it was considering passing an ordinance banning large gatherings. But here is what he said in response to the Bethel town board, which eventually sided with Max um, and allowed the concert to go. But here is what Max said. It's a large, long, long quote. But here we go, please. Quote, I hear you are considering changing the zoning law to prevent the festival. I hear you don't like the look of the kids who are working at this site. I hear you don't like their lifestyle. I hear you don't like that they are against the war and that they are so, and they are so very loudly. I don't particularly like the looks of some of those kids either. I, particularly, I don't particularly like their lifestyle, especially the drugs and free love, and I don't like what they are saying about our government. However, if I know my American history, tens of thousands of Americans in uniform gave their lives in war after war just so those kids could have the freedom to do exactly what they are doing. That's what this country is all about. And I am not going to let you throw them out of our town just because you don't like their dress or their hair or the way they live or what they believe. This is America, and they are going to have their festival, period, unquote. Wow. That is from um, who at the time, um, an early, uh, a farmer in his early 50s in upstate New York about why he believed that Woodstock should go forward. And frankly, had Max Yasgar not stood up for, quote unquote, the hippies, had he not stood up for them, there would never have been a Woodstock. And when the festival came, it wasn't 50,000 people. It wasn't 200,000 people. It was, in fact, more than 400,000 attendees. And and, and in theory, you were supposed to buy a ticket. But when they realized that there were so many people coming, there were massive traffic jams getting to to Bethel, to the farm. Um, When they realized all that people were going through to get there, they just stopped charging people and they just came in. Um, And some of the most famous rock groups and musicians of the day, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival, Jimi Hendrix, Joan Baez... Um, uh, Santana, The Grateful Dead, played at Woodstock. Um, And the concert was pulled off uh, relatively without a hitch. Two babies were born there. Uh, Two people died, one of a a problem with insulin and another of a drug overdose. But there were no riots, there were no shootings, and there were no scandals. And afterwards, um, uh, Max talked a little bit about what happened. He talked about the event, and this is what he said. Um, if we join them, we can turn those adversities that are the problems of America today into a hope for brighter, for a brighter and more peaceful future. Sounds pretty idealistic if you ask me. Woodstock was all about love and peace and getting along in a world that was in 1969 in utter and total chaos. And Woodstock could not have happened without an idealist named. Max Yazger. Pretty incredible That's the backstory. I'll try and bring more of these to you as we go forward It's I think it's informative So if you like what you hear Visit my website at elliekrug.com Or email me at elliejkrug At gmail.com I love hearing from my listeners When we come back we have the big interview With um, Emily uh, Hunter Turner Thank you
1: Never before. This is Lori Swanson, Minnesota's a special place. As your Attorney General, I've stood up to powerful interests to keep it that way. Lori Swanson. From taking on drug companies that inflated prices, and forcing a corporate polluter to clean up our drinking water, to taking on Donald Trump as he attacks what we value most as Minnesotans. Now I'm running for governor. Because there's too much at stake to let Donald Trump and the special interests push policies that hurt our state? Swanson for governor. As governor, I'll continue to defend health care for everyone, and I'll lower the cost of health care and prescription drugs. I'll work to keep our kids safe in school and defend our schools against drastic cuts that jeopardize our kids' futures and our state's economy. I've been proud to be your attorney general, and as your governor, I'll keep standing up for what's right and get things done for Minnesota.
0: Lori Swanson for Governor.
1: Prepared and paid for by Swanson for Governor.
0: Hello, this is Ellen Krug from Hidden Edges Radio. When I'm not on the radio, I'm standing in front of audiences training about diversity and inclusion and on how to be welcoming to others who are different from us. More than ever, employers and organizations need professional diversity and inclusion training. I can offer that training through my company, Human Inspiration Works, LLC. I'd love to make your workplace or organization more welcoming. For more information, go to humaninspirationworks.com. Thank you. At Pride Institute, being LGBTQ plus is the norm, not the exception. Their highly trained and skilled staff understand your issues and will help you live a happy, healthy life as a proud LGBTQ plus person. They offer you hope to overcome your addiction and live the life you want. Their treatment programs are designed to assist you in developing the knowledge, skills, and attitudes for long-term recovery. Therapy groups include health education, LGBTQ issues, HIV and chronic illness, trauma, grief and loss, transgender support, nicotine recovery, education and sexual health. Pride Institute offers a residential treatment program, a partial hospitalization program that includes day programming with lodging and an intensive outpatient program. If you or someone in your life can benefit from guidance and coping skills, life balance, and other tools necessary for long-term recovery, check them out at pride-institute.com or call 800-547-7433 now. Brending Electrolysis on Grand Avenue in St. Paul has been a leader in permanent hair removal for people of all skin types and backgrounds for over 30 years, celebrating diversity and priding themselves on finding the right treatment plan for each client's individual needs, regardless of race or gender. Services include electrolysis, body waxing, facials, micro needling, and permanent makeup. Book your 60-minute complimentary consultation, including a 15-minute treatment today for beautiful, lasting results. Visit brendingelectrolysis.com.
1: How long till my soul gets it right? Can any human being ever reach that kind of light?
0: I call on the resting soul of Galileo King. And we are back on AM 950 on LE 2.0 Radio. What a story about Max Yasger and Woodstock. So when that date comes up on April 17th, just a couple of days from now, will you remember to remember Max and his idealism? And speaking of idealism, it's now time for the big interview. And I have with me in the, audio, in the uh, studio, Emily Hunt-Turner, um, who is um, the epitome of Of an idealist. Emily, welcome to LE 2.0 Radio. How are you? you? Thank
2: you so much. I'm great now that I'm here. How are you?
0: (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) Yes, thank you for driving out to Siberia to come and talk to us. Absolutely, I'm happy
2: to be here. (laughs) So,
0: so Emily... I'm having you I'm having you on the show because as soon as I heard about you and I heard about your work, I was like, "Oh, oh yeah. That's an idealist. That's a real idealist doing the work." So, um what I have about you, um in very short order to introduce you to the audience is that you are a lawyer, right? Guilty. Yes, you are also a um Uh, a writer. You're in the middle, or you're very close to finishing a book, which I want to talk to you about in a second. And then more than that, um, and really what gets you here is that you are the founder of a nonprofit called Foursquare. And that is about... Helping people who have an incarceration past make mm-hmm. a clean slate mm-hmm. and go forward. Do I have that right?
2: You do. It's it, it's all square, but we get four square ah, a lot because okay. technically our sandwiches will be cut into four square.
0: All right, so, so all square. Yes, <laughs> perfect. Sorry, there we go. That's all
2: right. It's all good.
0: Okay, and so will you tell me about all square and. Yeah. Uh, and, and then we want to get, as, as my listeners know, we're going to get into you sure. and what makes you tick. But tell sure. us about All Square. Yeah, briefly.
2: So All Square is, a, is uh, as you mentioned, we are a, a nonprofit um, or actually a civil rights social enterprise. And, and we're centered on a craft grilled cheese restaurant and companion professional institute. Uh, so our, our aim is to really, you know, surely I think our aim is to really invest in, critically invest in uh, and empower formerly incarcerated people.
0: Okay. Well, that's that's a lot. A very quick summary. Uh, um, how did you come up with this idea?
2: You know, Allscore, I think, was is and was a, a response. Uh, I think I found myself talking, you know, the issue of having a criminal record and not being able, once you have that record, not being able to, frankly, to breathe, to exist, to access housing, to access employment, to get a line of credit at a local bank, um, you know, I think of all the issues that really ignited me. This one ignited me the most, I guess. And you know, in my in my legal career, and and All Square was really a response to this, and and hopefully a really captivating solution as well. You know, I think talking about issues and responding to them are one thing, but for me, I really wanted to team with a group of people and become part of a, a solution.
0: But it, this is your idea, right? I mean, it is okay, yeah. and. Did you have some experience working with people who are incarcerated, mm-hmm. or interacted yeah, with the criminal justice? I should, system?
2: yeah, definitely. You know, I think um, I went to law school down in New Orleans, and I, uh, you know, did some pro bono work down there, and I, I practiced with the Department of Housing. Um, but the pro bono work, and through somebody that I was dating down in New Orleans, I got very involved in solitary confinement. Um, got to know Herman Wallace, who was in solitary confinement for forty years. And learned a lot about the sort of dire setbacks of the criminal justice system. And also met someone while going to law school who is now on our board, um, who had been incarcerated, I believe, 13 years, uh, and actually got a JD from Tulane. And really, now is my brother. Uh, he's a groomsman in my wedding, is a board member of All Square, and, and really has for me been you know, I have a handful of formerly incarcerated mentors who have fundamentally redefined. Um, what it means to be formally incarcerated for me, and who have I think at the end of the day been, been the drive behind why I wanted to do this.
0: Well, and and but you're relatively young, you're not. Um, I'm gonna I don't guess. do
2: feel it, but <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I'm
0: gonna guess. I mean, you're in your thirties. I am in
2: my thirties. Yes, okay, yeah, so. halfway through.
0: All right, and, yep. and, but um, but you're not somebody who's already established a career, built up some kind of cash surplus, you know, and been able to go and do some other things. And I think that that's what, you know, that's, I think, very interesting and pretty darn brave.
2: I appreciate that. You know, that is true. Um, I think two things, uh, you know, seeing this issue in and out every day affect the people that I love uh, presents a set of urgency for sure. And I think beyond that, you know, I'm 35, but I've Um, I lost a girlfriend of six years to suicide. I lost my dearest friend to a brain tumor. Both my parents have died this past year.
0: Oh my God. You know, I
2: think it's the sort of thing where I'm young, but I've, I think my soul has lived a lot of years. And I also, frankly, in my mind, I know what's important and what's not. And so, uh, you know, we get this really quick clip of life and, (laughs) uh, if anything, I felt like maybe I waited too long. So, yeah.
0: Well, I'm, so, I'm sorry about the loss of Thank your you. parents Thank and you. all it's of the a, other losses in your life. It's been a hell of
2: a year. Thank you very much.
0: Okay. Um, and did I hear that you you have recently gotten married or you're getting, getting
2: married? Getting married. Actually, All Square officially opened September 8th, and I'm getting married August 18th. So that was, um, <laughs> it wasn't planned to be that qu- close in proximity, but... Sometimes you just got to roll with, uh, okay. with life.
0: Okay, well, congratulations <laughs> thank on the you. wedding. Thank and, you. I'm and <laughs>
2: excited. Very much excited. And
0: all of that stuff. Thank you. Way to go. Yeah, thank well,
2: you. Well,
0: all right. So um, so uh, as far as All Square goes, it's mm-hmm. uh, I know that you've well, – give us uh, – it's got a building, right? It does, All right. Yeah. So, so yeah. tell us about that.
2: Sure. So we are located at 4047 Minnehaha Avenue in South Minneapolis, uh, down down the street from the Minnehaha Falls. And uh, we, we couldn't be more excited about the location. It's a one-story brick building. Uh, the storefront is, I think, perfect for us. The, the neighborhood has actually been instrumental in getting the, the capital to get this thing off the ground. Um, honestly, we haven't experienced hardly any pushback. Uh, which has been incredibly encouraging. And I think more than anything, it's, you know, we're located on a very intimate uh, commercial corridor that's residentially yep. situated. And, uh, you know, it just feels very sort of ripe for some grilled cheese.
0: Okay. It really does. How did you center on <laughs> grilled cheese?
2: I'll. It's it is uh and this isn't lip service, it's re- it truly is something I get excited about every time I have one. It's kinda like pizza for me. Um I like to sort of pitch that I'm really explorative with food and I like all these exotic things, but at the end of the day I really am I am sort of a grilled cheese kind of person and um I've I had always sort of dreamed of oh, what if there's a one day I had a open just a grilled cheese restaurant and oddly, that kind of got married with the idea of wanting to be part of a solution as it relates to um, formerly incarcerated people being excluded from, you know, um, forward momentum. But at the end of the day, I'm just a big fan of grilled cheese. And, you know, also when it came to applying this to All Square, uh, you know, we are a social enterprise. Over time, we do intend to scale, and there's something very simple and refined about grilled cheese. It's, you know, we have nine different varieties, and, um, you know, I think the last thing I'll say about the grilled cheese is is there's something very accessible about it as well? You know, I think I know I know someone from every single sort of um, eth- ethnic background, racial background, uh, income echelon, who has just loved some grilled cheese, and I I love I like that about it.
0: It's, well, it you sounds, you know, know, very egalitarian. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. Uh, plus, it's relative, yes.
0: relatively easy to make.
2: Absolutely.
0: So when we come back, um, Emily, we'll talk more about um, for uh, All Square, excuse me, and sure. we'll talk about you, okay? All right. So listeners, you're listening to me, Ellie Krug, uh, interviewing Emily Hunt-Turner about her nonprofit All Square. Uh, If you like what you hear, visit my website at elliekrug.com or email me at lejkrug at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be back in a second. Book your 60-minute complimentary consultation, including a 15-minute treatment today, for beautiful, lasting results. Visit BrendingElectrolysis.com. I'm Richard
3: Painter, and I'm running in the DFL primary for the U.S. Senate. I believe we're at a critical juncture in our nation's history. Our democracy is under siege by the Trump administration. Foreign influence is unchecked as politicians exploit power for private gain rather than the public good. But what is happening right now is a symptom of a larger disease. The corruptive influence of money and politics makes government unresponsive to the people. For 25 years, I have been speaking out against corruption on Wall Street and in Washington. Now I want to fight for you in the United States Senate. I will fight foreign-owned mining companies seeking to pollute our waterways. I will fight against money and politics and corruption on all levels of government. I will fight to initiate investigations and hearings for the treasonous behavior of President Trump. It's time to impeach. Please support me in the DFL Primary on August 14. See all the issues at PainterMinnesota.com. I'm Richard Painter, and I approve this message.
1: Ad prepared and paid for by Painter Minnesota.
4: This is Chad, owner of AM950, here to tell you about Snap Construction. They're experts in roofing, siding, window, and insurance restoration. statement. statement up years ago when Snap Construction was a pioneer in offering a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee on all their work. For a free estimate or general questions, call the locally owned company AM950 Trust Snap Construction at 612-333-SNAP. That's 612-333-SNAP or find them online at snapconstruction.com. They have financing options available.
0: Hello, this is Ellen Krug from Hidden Edges Radio. When I'm not on the radio, I'm standing in front of audiences training about diversity and inclusion and on how to be welcoming to others who are different from us. More than ever, employers and organizations need professional diversity and inclusion training. I can offer that training through my company, Human Inspiration Works, LLC. I'd love to make your workplace or organization more welcoming. For more information, go to humaninspirationworks.com. Thank you. With your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today will be sunny with a high near 91, while tonight's mostly clear with a low around 69. Tomorrow will be mostly sunny with a high near 83, Wednesday mostly sunny with a high near 81, and Thursday sunny with a high near 82. PJW Automotive offers quality and dependability the first time around. They service all vehicles, cars, and trucks alike. It's worth the drive to PJW Automotive, located in New Brighton, one exit north of 694 and 35W, or online at PJWauto.com. And we are back on LD 2.0 Radio. Oh, my goodness. And we're sitting here speaking with Emily Hunt-Turner, and I'm being so incredibly inspired. Um, so, Emily, uh, All Square will employ, once it's launched, and you said it's going to launch when now?
2: Uh, September eighth is our grand opening. Okay,
0: September eighth. I know you've done a soft opening, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, on September eighth, when it's launched, it's going to employ formerly incarcerated humans, mm-hmm. right? Yep. How many people are you going to employ?
2: Yep. So we have, uh, we'll have twelve fellows, and and I say fellow because uh, we have a twelve month program, and they, you know, the restaurant is is certainly in our mind a captivating way to put money in people's pockets. Uh, But in tandem with the restaurant, they'll be traveling through a 12-month program with the Institute. And the Institute is focused on um, law and entrepreneurship. And that is based on, you know, we have uh, uh, four formerly incarcerated board members. Uh, One's a lawyer, one's a paralegal, um, and two are entrepreneurs. and, And they feel very strongly that these are two tracks that... That actually are very sort of natural progressions, um, what's coming from the inside okay. and being on the outside. So, yeah, I think for us, the, that's the program, and it's 12 months long, and I think we wanted to make sure that it was a lot more than just a paid position at a restaurant. We really want to invest in people and, and, and foster, you know, vibrant careers.
0: And is there a template that you're using, or are you just creating this as you go along?
2: We have a, somewhat of a proof of concept called Edwin's out in Cleveland. Uh, it's a fine dining restaurant and institute. Um, it's purely based on culinary arts. We've certainly adopted a similar model, but tweaked it. Um, grilled cheese is, is a lot more, is I think, for us, a lot more manageable as far as the fast casual model. Um, and I think also, you know, our institute, we really wanted to, uh, you know, they certainly, our students will get a culinary background for sure in the restaurant, but um, I think we've thought a lot about meaningful um, and potentially sort of tailored to having the experience of been through prison, So with some careers that are, that are sort of most promising, and we believe that entrepreneurship and, and the legal discipline are two careers that could, as our board will prove, have really worked well for people who have been on the inside, so...
0: And yeah. if people want to learn more about All Square, yeah. uh, where do they go? They, and how can sure. they donate? Because can, I sure. know that you're looking for. I you're like always looking. For, you're a nonprofit. You're always looking for money.
2: Always, yeah, yeah. I guess as the founder, I'm always, I'm always on the hook for for looking for money. But yeah, um, help. You know, our website, especially, and our handle is at All Square Mpls, and our website is All Square Mpls com, and you know on the website in particular there's a how you can help page and and both with sort of capital but of course also in other sort of in kind donations and volunteer instructing
0: I was very impressed there. with your how to donate pay, uh, how to help page that it had multiple channels yeah, of ways absolutely. to help. Yeah absolutely
2: there's so many ways to help yeah. money matters but that's real but there's there's a lot of ways to to be involved and people have been very activated by that and we're very excited
0: It's it's just all right, so now I want to talk about you.
2: Okay.
1: All right, yeah. so
0: what, what has made you um, the kind of person that would um, divert from what was a promising legal career? I mean, you were working for the federal government. Mm-hmm. Those are plum jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, some people work for the federal government their entire legal career, and they, mm-hmm. they can retire with really great pensions. True. Um, but you diverted from that, and you went off to do not only this, um, but you're also writing a book um, mm-hmm. about an inspirational figure, and, um, and, and you, um, I'm sure doing other things. What is it about you that caused you to do this? How did you first begin to see that you needed to help people?
2: Yeah, I think that's an... I think... Um you know, I think that, admittedly, you know, growing up in in rural North Dakota, um, I felt very supported by. You know, everyone has their own experience in a rural community. Right. I loved my I loved my hometown of 8,000. I felt incredibly supported and involved. And and you know, this is just being honest. I think going to school out in New York and eventually Atlanta and in New Orleans, I think I got a taste of and, and certainly practicing in the in the legal discipline. I just frankly didn't understand that there were systemic issues that that uprooted the lives and minds of so many really beautiful people, and I think that that is, it, it, yes, maybe I guess it's, it does sound idealistic to to sort of believe that there's a world where that doesn't exist. But I was I was really troubled by it, and I think I think the most acute example of that was practicing as a lawyer for the Department of Housing and and seeing for me that that you know, this idea of housing discrimination and sort of racially charged, um, you know, housing covenants were were a thing of the past. I think I believe that. I think um, that that certainly, you know, in my mind is what was true. And I think seeing professionally in the legal career, seeing how um, sort of discrimination was coming up, being built into lending algorithms very, very carefully and meticulously, and and not always intentionally, but sometimes intentionally, and and also seeing it come up in um, uh, land use and zoning policies. And, you know, there are very sophisticated ways that systemic exclusion is is manifesting today, and if I'm being honest, I just sort of lived my way into really seeing that in a very keen way. You know, it's one thing to read about it, and to read, you know... Social media, though, is getting very polarizing, and there's a lot of anger. But I think to live it, and then most importantly, to see and feel the stories of people who are being impacted by these policies, um, that it it really impacted me gravely. It gravely impacted me, and um, you know, I think on top of that, I've had a beautiful but imperfect life myself, and um, yeah, I just think we're at, at you know living in a world where we're encouraging people to get out of prison and kind of get get their shit together, if you will, and 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 tighten up and button up and, and move forward, yet every access to opportunity seems to be denied on the basis of having a record. It just felt like we're better than this. I really believe that we're better than this, and <laughs> um, I really also believe that I'm not sure that everyone's really even aware of just how insidious yep. some of these issues are. Um, so... Yeah, that's kind of what I think drove me to, at least make an attempt, to do something and and be a part of a, a solution.
0: Well, it's gotta it's gotta drive you in a big way. I mean, I'm assuming you are way, yeah. you are waking up every day thinking yeah. about all square, thinking, every day about, people who are suffering as a result of a system that is just, mm-hmm. incredibly oppressive to certain people based on the color of their skin mm-hmm. or the communities in which they were born mm-hmm. or the people that they love all of that i mean absolutely. i don't know about you um you know i'm a practi- i call myself a practical idealist sure um i think every day yeah. about how i need to do something to help make the world a better absolutely. place
2: absolutely absolutely and i think you know it was interesting building into all square too is was um you know, I think the approach for me has been the idealist, but I, I appreciate the word practical idealist because you know I would also like to consider myself an informed and idealist, and <laughs> and I, I say that in that um, you know we've been incredibly thoughtful with this model, and it isn't a bleeding heart model, it isn't charity, it is it is incredibly thought out, it is it is a very savvy business model. I think we feel very strong with with what we intend to do with AllSquare as a as a brand. Um, and it, you know, so it, there is well-meaning and there is a a whole lot of passion in it, but it's also, it's informed by, by, um, really solid practices and, 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 and a a structure that I think is going to really work. And, and that matters too. You know, I think we've really tried to, to be mindful of that.
0: Well, your goal is to take this, not, is to take it beyond Minnehaha Avenue, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think we, you know, I think, I think one of the most compelling parts of all square and and when really talking about striking a chord and starting a movement or and and or being part of a movement because there's so many people out there fighting for this very same thing um
0: for people who had formerly incarcerated
2: yeah absolutely absolutely i think you know i think that all square says something the name all square uh yes we have square grilled cheese and that matters but the name all square says something very strong about um, and very powerful in my mind about, you know, once you've done your time, you are all square and you are free to move forward. And, and you know, I think right now the reality is that that is not something that people are able to live. They, they aren't square. They're being denied despite having already paid their debts or paid their fines or whatever that might be and so i think this is a call all square is a call locally and eventually nationally to really to really talk about that to address it in a meaningful way and i think it's also a call for all of us who don't have a record to really think about whether or not we could and to question our own criminality and um i don't know if you've heard of emily baxter's book we are all criminals um she's a (laughs) it's based in minnesota here and it really
0: is one of my friends.
2: I I mean I just absolutely love her, uh, and it's not just because we share a name. But um, you know that that book has 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 helped me and everyone I know also question like, wow, the reality is I I could have a few a few DUIs, I could have possession charges, um, I could have I could have charges that would have prevented my accessing and getting into law school and. My whole life would have been changed, and so um, really questioning and wondering why I don't, and thinking about all the times that that I have been let go, and I I have had you know encounters with law enforcement, and and have had different experiences and other people. That's that is real. That is real. It's not hyperbole, and it's something that we need to talk
0: about. Well, we. Absolutely. I mean, we need to have a lot of honest conversations, but what I find with my work is that when we engage in those conversations, a lot of people are willing to have them. They're just afraid.
1: Yeah, They're absolutely. afraid to have them,
0: and, but we just need you and me as idealists, yeah. as yeah. practical idealists here and informed idealists there. Uh, we just need to set the stage. Here's one last question I sure. have for you and because we have only about two minutes left. You bet. Um, Are you finding difficulty in getting your message out, in getting um, all square, you know, recognized and being able to get, you know, uh, some, because you need to have recognition in order to make traction.
2: Absolutely. And I would say unequivocally, no, we're not having trouble with that. And and that, to me, has been what's so inspiring about it. I think that... um, I believe, I believe in the fundamental sort of human grain of all people. And, and I do believe we're striking a chord of people. And, and I would like to hope that some of that is our approach, which is to be very real and forthcoming about a, a very real issue, but also to, to, you know, I'm about bridging. I'm, I, that's just my approach. Everyone has a oh, different approach, goodness. but that's my, that's my world. And I think Absolutely. all square hopefully is, is a place about is, you know, a site for coming together and breaking bread and, um, frankly on the airing on the side of being cheesy you know loving each other i mean that's just that's what we're hoping for
0: well i um what uh um i love what you're doing thank you um if there's anything i can do to help you i
2: appreciate that
0: please let me know okay us idealists need to stick together
2: absolutely (laughs) i'm happy to so happy to meet you and very happy for the work that you do and the voices that you amplify as well it's critically important
0: well, so so Emily, just as you go forward, know that I'm you know I'm in the background, okay? Appreciate it. And there are people listening right now. So, listeners, you need to check out All Square. Go to their website at give it to us again. Yes,
2: allsquarempls.com.
0: Okay. And uh, please consider giving um, some kind of contribution to uh, that nonprofit. I'm going to do it myself.
2: I appreciate that. All right. Well,
0: so Emily, um, it's been great talking to you. Thanks for being on LE 2.0 Radio. Thanks for having me. And just keep going. Keep Will doing do. your work. You too. And stay persistent. That is what we really need. Fully intend to. I
2: appreciate that.
0: All right. Well, listeners, you've been listening to me interviewing Emily Hunt Turner with All Square. As well as she's writing a book, and we did not get to the book, but it's coming out in August. Is that right, Emily?
2: It'll probably be about. It'll probably be a little longer than that,
0: okay. but it's coming. All right, and listeners, when we come back, we'll do my last block, uh, my C block about my work. Thanks. So, so At Pride Institute, being LGBTQ plus is the norm, not the exception. Their highly trained and skilled staff understand your issues and will help you live a happy, healthy life as a proud LGBTQ plus person. They offer you hope to overcome your addiction and live the life you want. Their treatment programs are designed to assist you in developing the knowledge, skills, and attitudes for long-term recovery. Therapy groups include health education, LGBTQ issues, HIV and chronic illness, trauma, grief and loss, transgender support, nicotine recovery, education and sexual health. Pride Institute offers a residential treatment program, a partial hospitalization program that includes day programming with lodging and an intensive outpatient program. If you or someone in your life can benefit from guidance and coping skills, life balance, and other tools necessary for long-term recovery, check them out at pride-institute.com or call 800-547-7433 now. Get your windows washed before the fall rush. Blue Sky Surfaces final sale before fall is this month only, where you can get up to 25 window panes washed inside and out for only $129. Call
3: 651-447-4484. No matter the job size, August is the time to save money
4: on your window cleaning. So beat the fall rush and take advantage of Blue Sky Surfaces August sale prices. Call 651-447-4484. That's Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484.
1: Crooners Lounge and Supper Club is delighted to offer its spacious facilities for your private function. From weddings, retirement parties, business dinners, or any special occasion, Crooners combines a dedicated full-service special events team, an award-winning chef, and a beautiful lakeside ambiance to make your event a resounding success. Visit croonersloungemn.com to learn more about their private dining options, or call 763-571-9020 to get a quote for your next event today.
0: Brending Electrolysis on Grand Avenue in St. Paul has been a leader in permanent hair removal for people of all skin types and backgrounds for over 30 years, celebrating diversity and priding themselves on finding the right treatment plan for each client's individual needs, regardless of race or gender. Services include electrolysis, body waxing, facials, micro-needling, and permanent makeup. Book your 60-minute complimentary consultation, including a 15-minute treatment today, for beautiful, lasting results. Visit brendingelectrolysis.com. Hi, Gregory Rich, host of AM950's Drinkin' the Style. Are you a fan of cool? Then let me
3: introduce you to Gus Modern. Available exclusively in the Twin Cities at Habitation Furnishing and Design, Gus Modern is kind of mid-century, kind of contemporary, and 100% cool. Timeless, comfortable, awesome, and through August 19th, 20% off. Visit GusModern.com or stop in at Habitation at 4317 Excelsior Boulevard and check it out. (laughs) Oh, <laughs>
0: on AM 950LE 2.0 radio. Oh my God, I love my bumper music. It's just like, hey, it's Monday morning. Get going, okay? Go on and march to the white flag. No white flag. I'm going forward. I'm not surrendering. Da-da-da-da-da. Okay, and, you know, there you go. (laughs) So we are in my... uh, Well, first of all, before we get to uh, the C block, I mean, Emily Hunt-Turner, let me just tell you, she inspires me. I hope you are inspired listening to her. This is a 35-year-old woman who, right now, could be pulling down some really great money um, in a legal career, and yet, what does she do? She goes and she founds a nonprofit. Her vision founds a nonprofit to help people formerly incarcerated, and and not only to help them, but to give them a way to go forward. I mean, this is phenomenal, and that is the epitome of idealism. I loved also that she called herself an informed idealist. Oh, my goodness. So I'm a practical idealist. She's an informed idealist. We are idealists, though, and we believe in the good of all humans. We do. We believe that people are worth it, and we believe that we can change. We, we believe that we, Emily believes that she can do it, Ellie Krug believes that she can do it, that we can be an instrument to help with changing the world for a better place. But of course, we cannot do it alone, which gets me to my C-block, which is about my work. And remember, I am an introvert, um, and, and I, I don't like talking about myself or my work, but uh, the station owner, Chad, is like, Ellie, you've got to talk about your work because people want to know about it. And so you heard me ask uh, Emily Hunt-Turner about um, getting out the word and and about whether she felt that they were visible to the community. And she answered very readily, yes. And she thought that she was really getting the word out. Well, I want to talk about getting your message out because um, my practical idealism cannot exist in a vacuum. And it requires some degree of activism on my part. But... I, I have a different opinion. I don't believe that I have the visibility that I need in order to get my message out. And what is my message? My message in the most ultimate basic sense is that we need to have compassion, greater compassion for others and for ourselves. And I know that that sounds like such a simple message. Oh my goodness, Ellie. Um, and really... Um, what makes that message special? Um, I don't know if it's a special message as much as it's a message that we need to hear. And we need to hear that message many times a day. And I just feel, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm spinning my wheels. And I, I there's no way that I can change the world. And I know that so many other people wanna change it. And I'm not trying to be egotistical. Oh gosh, Ellie, you think that you can change the world. Um, But you know what? You have to believe that you can make a difference. Otherwise, it's just going to be overwhelming. And this is a challenge for me because um, I just, you know, I mean, part of the problem is I'm really an introvert and not an extrovert. I know that you're listening to this right now. You're like, huh? But really, I am. I am really an introvert. And also, I am so extremely self-conscious about not wanting to come off as braggadocious. I don't even know if that's a word, but I use it all the time. And you get the idea when I use the word braggadocious, and I don't want to come off as that. But the problem is you cannot make traction. You cannot get your message out about, my message about compassion that inspires others, if they haven't heard that message. And I have to push it. I have to push that message, which means I'm like bordering on pushing myself on people. And, you know, and, and and I don't like to push people. I don't like to get in the way of other humans because everyone's busy and everybody's got something going on. But as people have said to me, Ellie, you have to do more. You have to be more visible, you know, and to get that message out. I've got a couple of websites. I got the Ellie I've got my company website, Human Inspiration Works. Com. I write for Lavender Magazine once a month. My columns are there. I'm on this station. Here you go. You're listening to me right now. Um, I don't only do this show, but I sub for other people. So, yes, I mean, a lot would say, yeah, you're doing a lot. But the problem is, okay, I don't consider it nearly enough. You know, my, ra- my role model is Rachel Maddow. I think you might have heard that from me before. I mean, she started out on the radio. Um, you know, kind of as a nobody. And then she started to make a name for herself in radio. And then she had to start all over again on TV as a nobody. And then eventually her message got out. And what is her message? I think, you know, her message is about questioning authority. Her It's certainly a message about humanity and understanding our common humanity. You know, and of course, my, my great, um, Golden Life life. One of my bucket lists is to be on the Rachel Matter show someday. Uh, we'll see if that ever happens, but she is my model. She is somebody who was persistent and I cannot talk enough about the role of persistence in doing this kind of work. So even though you're hearing some sense of frustration in my voice about being able to get my, my message out about being able to expand the platform, don't worry. Okay. I'm not going to give up. I am persistent i don't quit, so at the beginning of this year, I hired a part time social media manager i we dubbed her um, my director of inspiration who helped me get my message out on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram you know and um, and I and you know, she taught me the word engagement. That was a really important word to understand, that you have to be engaged with your audience. Hey, audience members, I'm trying to engage with you right now on Ellie 2.0 Radio. And as she did her work on on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, uh, I watched my numbers grow, you know, and, um, and, and I was able to help hone the message. Actually, in some part, she was a better Ellie than I was because she so understood me. She was so phenomenal. But... Uh, To my chagrin, my wonderful inspiration director left after four months to go do other things. She's an idealist. She has to go do her thing, and I got that. But, um, you know, and and the backdrop of all of this is that I feel that my age is dragging me down. You know, I know I'm 62. I know that I'm young in many ways. But I'm now in territory where life starts throwing you real curveballs. So who knows what? And there is just so much to do. And so... um, like a rock star, you know, like a rock group playing in B-level clubs, I wait to be discovered. I'm waiting for something to happen. I'm waiting for some luck or serendipity or coincidence or whatever else to strike so that my message really gets out big time. You can help me, listeners. Follow me on Twitter, at, and the Twitter handle is at Ellie Krug. You connect with me on LinkedIn, or you can friend me on Facebook. Share about my work. Um... But, um, I need your help. And I I am determined to get this message out about the need for greater compassion for others and for ourselves. I am. And um, I'm not going to stop until I do. Okay, well, that's another show in. I've got to say thanks to our sponsors, the Pride Institute, which is a drug and alcohol residential and outpatient recovery center and branding electrolysis. Tell Bev that I sent you. She does such incredibly great work. A big thanks to my producer, Hunter Hawes. Hunter, thank you so very much. You are so cute there in your baseball hat right now. And to you, my listeners. Thank you for tuning in every day. Thank you, or every Monday, not every day. They, and thank you for sharing about me. I, I'd love to hear from you. Go have a great, great week and have compassion. Thank you.